Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secret Walls podcast with me, Jimmy. Our guest this week is visual artist Natasha Lillipore. Lillipore is a self-taught Mexican-American artist whose work is strongly influenced by her cultural background, sexuality and pop culture icons of decades past. We get into all of that and we also talk a fair bit about her love slash obsession slash addiction of the video game Animal Crossing. Um, she's not really addicted, although the way things are going, if this quarantine keeps up, she probably will be by the time she gets out of her house. So let's just keep an eye on it. Uh, this was a great episode. Natasha is really honest um, and very open and doesn't mind discussing her mental health and how she's feeling, um, which I can really relate to. I think we've quite similar in a lot of ways but we get stuck into all of that so hopefully that's quite helpful to to some people in a time like this where we're all kind of stuck indoors and maybe some of us are slowly losing the plot anyway give a listen give a listen give it a listen you're gonna love it uh podcast is sponsored by us at the minute as always um so i'd like to tell you about a few things the first one is what we got going on on instagram live um we got a whole load of battles and studio tours and all sorts of cool live content featuring your favorite artists so check us out on that we're really putting in a lot of effort for you lot and for ourselves as well because we're trying to make some money while doing it um you know because you've got to pay the bills haven't you but we're we're making some really good content so go and check us out there if you are enjoying this podcast then rate us five stars give us thumbs up give us um thanks and praise across all the platforms hit the subscribe button tell your friends tell your parents um tell your kids tell whoever you want and you know let's all listen together and we can start a kind of podcast book club where we talk about each episode and discuss it and critique it um i don't know what i'm talking about anymore so I think I am just going to let you listen to the episode. Enjoy. <laughs> Natasha Lillipore, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Thanks um, so much for agreeing to jump on episode seven of the sequels podcast. Um, whereabouts in the world are you? I'm at home in Fullerton. Um, I think I've been here for forever. Forty-eight days now. Forty-eight days. Mm-hmm. Wow! I'd have to check my calendar, but we started. My husband and I started like quarantining ourselves on the thirteenth um, of March. So. That's that's a lot of days. And so, look, I mean, that's an interesting place to start. What's your quarantine look like? Like, what oh, is your <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, don't need to go too specific or too graphic, but what, like, week to week, day to day, like, how often are you, what are you doing? Are you literally, like, not leaving the house? Have you got a garden? Are you going to the grocery store? So we've, we have an apartment. It's, like, on, it's a floor level, kind of like a townhome type situation, but we don't have a balcony. We don't have a yard. So we're just in the house, like, 24-7, pretty much. We've, left we've only gone to the grocery store once um otherwise we've been having groceries delivered yeah um, i was gonna say otherwise that that one grocery trip must have been massive it was yeah dropping like a thousand dollars well i think we spent like 200 or something it wasn't that bad but we got a lot of stuff um because it's just the two of us you know we don't need too much yeah um what store do you go to out of interest do your whole foods couple or you're going down to ralph's 
Uh, we usually do Whole Foods, but we did, uh, we went to Tokyo Central, which is like a Japanese market. Oh, and nice. Yeah, because that's, it's pretty close to our house. And like, a lot of the people that work there wear masks and gloves, like year round anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be safe there. <laughs> they had a head start. Yeah, and everybody, they were like, you know, they had the lines situated in six feet apart and all of that. So yeah, that's, 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 that's like, we looked totally crazy when we went out. Like we only had one like proper kind of N95 ish mask from when I do like woodworking, I wear them. So we had a, like one extra and then Hav wore like my paint respirator. <laughs> he's like, well, it's better than nothing. And then he, well, that's probably the best thing. Well, the thing with the respirators is that it protects you from inhaling anything else. But like, if you were to have it, it doesn't protect other people. Cause like if you're wearing it and you like blow out, you can still feel your breath. Right. So, but I mean, he doesn't have it. We've been inside for way more than two weeks. Yeah. We weren't like super worried about that. It's not ideal, but. And it's then, a bold statement walking around with one of those as well. Look at this. He made us wear goggles also. <laughs> My husband is like, so we, we were supposed to be in Japan right now. We were supposed to spend the month of April in Japan. And so when this started hitting off in December, um, he was paying really close attention because he's like, well, we're, you know, we're going to Asia. Like we need to really like, watch this and keep an eye on it and so as it started progressing in china he's like oh it's it's gonna go down <laughs> and so we have like a bunch of stuff prepared for like an earthquake or natural disaster um but we started like when we'd go to costco we just stock up on some extra things and it ended up being good because we needed it but yeah so it's it's been interesting it sounds like yours, uh, round yours is the place to be if shit hits the fan. I mean, I feel good that we're prepared. While we were like out shopping for stuff before it really hit here, I was like, we look fucking insane. Like nobody needs this many canned vegetables. He bought like a bunch of sardines. I'm like, dude, <laughs> we're never going to eat these. Like, End of the world, we're not eating these. That's amazing. He bought loads of sardines. You, you don't even eat sardines normally. No, no. We need, we need the fucking sardines. <laughs> um, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, it's a similar story for me. Um, and wasn't it crazy when it, you know, a couple of weeks ago when obviously everyone was panicking. Like now, it, I can go to Ralph's or Whole Foods and there's not really a, a queue anymore on a Saturday. But, um, you know, there was a couple of weeks ago. I, was, I took an hour to get in there. And then a, a week before that, there was just nothing on the shelf. So it's like there's kind of a little bit of normality has resumed. resumed. But um, baking, baking stuff is what I'm for. That's the new toilet paper and the new uh, pasta. There's no baking stuff. We, we already got stocked up. So. Really? Yeah. You two been baking? Because my girlfriend who I live with has been baking like crazy. She never baked before. <laughs> gotten pretty lazy the past like week like I've kind of hit a plateau where I just have no motivation um but we were making like home, like pizza from scratch which was really fun and then uh, we did bread and like a couple dessert 
kind of things. And... Well, you got to get these recipes. Why don't you get these recipes up on your uh, social media? Or does that not interest you? Cooking pizza with lily pool. I could. <laughs> you know just to give i'm just trying to give you some motivation you know get you going i'm i mean i'm the same it's like luckily with what we are doing at secret walls you know we're we're trying so hard to kind of adapt and like keep thinking of like new content and generate new cool stuff that it almost feels like even though we're not reacting to like you know on the whole we're not reacting to like live jobs that are coming to us our output is like pr probably more than it was before all this started so my point being like that's kind of cool because there's so much for me to do i don't have too much time to just sit there and think oh shit you know so for someone like you how like you know you just said like your motivation levels have gone down a bit is that like artistically speaking everything <laughs> i mean this is the first time i've put makeup on in like a minute yeah well look i'm i'm sat here cut like literally covered in cat hair i feel like I, the pounds are piling on my face because all i do is sit home and just eat whatever there is and um you know i need to shave it's crazy yeah, it's I mean, I think my motivation has, the first two weeks, I was like, okay, this isn't that different for me. Like, I stay home and pretty much work all the time anyways. Like, you know, I'm just not going out to eat, basically, or going to, like, the tattoo shop where my husband works. Um, so I was like, okay, like, just keep a regular schedule, keep working, keep myself busy. And I think for me, it's like, my anxiety was so high. I was like crying every day and for me like when it gets to that point I'm like I just bury myself in work and that kind of like puts this wall of like oh I have something to focus on like don't think about other stuff um and I was really productive for the first like two three weeks probably um and I also was like fuck I need to make money um so that I was I was good for a minute but then Animal Crossing came out <laughs> and that's all I'm doing now. Yeah, I've seen that. What are you doing in Animal Crossing? I mean, Animal Crossing sounds like the place to be, but oh. talk us through that a bit. So I think it's really interesting. What with the, I don't know if you saw the Travis Scott single release on Fortnite. Did you see that? Nope, don't care. Don't care. But anyway, what you might care about is like, he's obviously, he's like a, a rapper, musician, yeah. but it, he... He ha he released a single like in Fortnite, and I've seen like the equivalent artists, you know, kind of releasing work, creating work in Animal Crossing. Talk us through it. I'm actually thinking I'm considering about doing like an art show within the game because within the game you can do like you can make um, custom patterns, which is basically you can use it as like a pattern on furniture or just display it on the wall as like a painting or something. So you can make pixel art within the game. And I saw somebody else did a full like art show and then you can create like a code over the internet to invite like your friends to come look at it. So I'm kind of thinking about doing that. Um, but I've, I've been playing Animal Crossing for like over 10 years now. And so the, with the new game, cause the new one just came out on the 20th of March. Um, I've been waiting for it for like 
two years, I think, since they announced it because they yeah. just kept pushing the date back. And so I told my husband, like, watch when this game comes out, I'm taking two weeks off and I'm just going to binge. Like, I'm going to treat myself. But this isn't quite what I had in mind. <laughs> Yeah, right. Are you just like you're just playing the game though, as well as trying to think? Oh, how maybe I can make this work for me? Because I think that the 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 uh, exhibition, the in-game exhibition, yeah, that stuff I think is really exciting. You've got to do that. You've got to move quick, right? Well, and so I bought a new webcam, and I think I'm going to start like streaming on Twitch because I'm playing so much. I'm like. It'd be fun, you know, and I created a Discord and so, and I made a new Instagram just for my Animal Crossing stuff. <laughs> um, and I, it's cool because over the past couple of weeks, I've like created this little community through this Discord and like... What I'll, is that? Sorry to interrupt. What's the disc? Discord? So it's, it's like a, um, it's a website, but it's like a program you can download to where you can chat with people. So a lot of people use it for games. Um, you know, because it's pretty hard to chat in game on a lot of systems and especially Animal Crossing, they let you say like five words at a time. So it's like impossible. Um, but with Discord, it's like you can create different channels and have chats. And like one of the things with Animal Crossing that's really popular is trading items. Yeah. And so I started one and I was just like, oh, we'll just see. Um, but it's cool because I've become really like I've become friends with all these people. We talk like all day, every day, you know, because we all are just like at home playing this game. Um, but you're talking to their like little avatar, right? And I, I've, I haven't played Animal Crossing. I've seen it. I know that it's kind of got its like cute vibe. It looks awesome. But what, like, what are you talking to? Like little animals and little like people. Oh yeah. So in Animal Crossing, basically with this new game, you have like a whole island and the whole purpose is to like, build this island and you have animal villagers and you like create friendships with them and the ultimate is when you when they send you like a poster of themselves that's when you know you're like legit besties which i haven't gotten there yet but just like in real life right i mean that's yeah. what i do if i really like someone <laughs> sign <laughs> poster but yeah so that's that's pretty much what i've been doing look no i'm not just um i'm not saying this but this is something that really interests me and the twitch thing that's something i want to do so look i'm wearing this wasn't pre-planned it's just the shirt i put on but this is our harvard heights fc shirt it's like our soccer team shirt yeah. um but we we had like a really big project lined up that we it was going to be a live event something we're doing with our soccer team and it can't happen anymore so we're kind of thinking of ways that we can adapt and, and bring this project online. But what I want... Yeah, go on. Well, I went to a virtual rave through Twitch the other night. Yes. So you can do whatever you want with it. Like, for streaming yeah. purposes, I think you guys could do so much with it. Yeah, well, look, you're going to have to help me because one of the things I want to do for you... We've got a, uh, an Instagram for our soccer team. I want to play FIFA 20, like the, you know, the soccer game, like you want to play Animal Crossing, but then film me talking shit with people that are trying to trying to beat me and if they beat me they get a prize so i don't know if you could do something like that in animal crossing but that'd be sick you know okay. some kind of thing with lily and if you beat her in the game or the puzzle you get something totally yeah i have a bunch of ideas because um a lot of streamers that i've seen that are like doing animal crossing on twitch um they'll set their island up to where it's like a little game show or like where you can like do all sorts of different things so it's pretty cool but i definitely the next thing i want to work on is like a, a virtual animal crossing art show i think 
Yeah, hundred percent. And look, we 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 are um, we're thinking the same thing. So maybe we can help each other out after that, after this podcast. <laughs> sorry. Um, all right, awesome. Animal Crossing does seem awesome. I need to download it. Can you get it on PS4? No, it's only on the Switch. Oh, okay. All right, FIFA yeah. 20 it is for me then. Yeah. Um, look, so, I mean, that was great <laughs> talking about Animal <laughs> Crossing. But for anyone, just quickly, for anyone who like doesn't know who you are, how do you kind of describe just quickly like what you do? Um, I guess I'm a visual artist. Um, That'll do. <laughs> Will you stop there? Not too deep. <laughs> it's all right. It doesn't have to be. I'd say like shit hot visual artist, maybe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> is, uh, is, is a little bit better. But look, so we were talking about quarantine and, um, you know, I've noticed like mental health when I've kind of read um, a few like interviews with you or listened to a few interviews. It's something that pops up like every so often. And the reason that uh, like caught my attention is because obviously I'm hosting this podcast. But when I am, the, you know, the few occasions in my life where I've done interviews, it's something that always pops up for me because it's, you know, very important for me, too. Um, but like I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about you know, mental health, your routines, rituals, anything that you do that kind of, you know, helps you kind of stay balanced as a creative person um, and how maybe you've needed to like adapt since everything's gone absolutely crazy. Yeah. So for me, I think my biggest thing is since I work from home, like my studio is just a second bedroom in my house. So I can literally like not leave my house for days in this case months and i'm kind of fine um and normally it's like i'll i'll do that for maybe three four days at a time where i won't leave and it's okay um but what i really try to do is get up and get out of the house first thing and like go do something whether i just go to the grocery store or go to target or like you know i'll go hang out at the tattoo shop for a little while just kind of get out and be social for a little bit. Um, and that usually kind of like sets my head straight for the day and then I can go home and get my work done. Because um, I notice if I don't leave the house for a few days in a row, I start to get kind of weird. Um, I think it's normal for most people because like the next time I go to the grocery store, I'm making eye contact with people and I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> but so now that I'm at home all the time I don't have a choice um because we've only gone on like a couple walks just around the block like we really try to just stay home you know um and is it like a busy area where you are I'm not familiar with like your immediate neighborhood but is it like it's not super busy but like we went on a walk the other evening because we hadn't left in like 10 days um we were like we should I just go for a walk. Um, there were so many people out and people are not giving a shit about like keeping their distance. Nobody has masks on. And we both were like, we had this moment where we got to this like crosswalk and we were like, I think we should go home. Like this is too much. <laughs> um, so, and I, the other thing too is like, 
I mean, I haven't been diagnosed with agoraphobia, but like, I definitely feel like on a normal basis, I'm like, it's there just a little bit. Um, I have a lot of anxiety about like leaving the house and having something bad happen. Really? So when this all started, I was like crying every day because I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do now? If I do leave the house, something bad really is going to happen. And I'm really grateful I have my husband to kind of like be the voice of reason and reassure me that everything's fine. Um, Yeah. And I mean, he must be pretty good at that, right? Because if he's kind of like having a little flip out as well, that'd be a disaster. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just always very like level-headed and like he's always got it together where I'm the one that's like ah like what are we doing yeah (laughs) I'm grateful for that but you know and I feel safe now um and after like I mean he works at the tattoo shop obviously full-time and I work there um once in a while when like the other shop help needs shifts covered and stuff so we're both really up to date on like the bloodborne pathogens and how to keep everything sterile and clean. So even when we did go to the grocery store, it was like, you know, if we're wearing gloves. It's like, you got one dirty hand, one clean hand, like, you know, just all of that stuff. And then I see other people that have their dirty gloves on and they're touching their face and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Keep away from them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so- yeah. So how how is like what's your what's your husband's name? Sorry, Javier. Javier, and he's a tattoo artist, right? And obviously, like you you know your artwork style is closely uh, linked to tattooing, um, or it's got that kind of vibe. But do you do you tattoo? I don't yet. Um, so I started. I haven't actually even like really officially announced it, but I started apprenticing in no, was it October? Wait. So this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. I wish I had like a sound board with like some kind of bomb drop <laughs> and I press it right there. <laughs> but so I started um, working on like my apprenticeship in October. Obviously that's come to a screeching halt. Yeah. Um, I had just gotten to the point where I was starting to like tattoo people. Um, but obviously you need face to face interaction in a place to do that. And that's not possible right now so, so have all ta- has tattooing just stopped as like a as an industry because there's no getting around it right you can't tattoo from six feet away uh-uh there are still some people that are doing it but i wouldn't advise that um you know i it's one of those things where it's tough because everybody like you know i think right now people I think pretty much everybody's kind of struggling in one way or another. And, you know, there's a lot of fear of if I don't make rent, like what's going to happen if I don't have money for food, you know, what's going to happen. So I get it. If people are working because they need to, um, I'm not going to shame anyone for that, but Hav and I are not like, yeah. you know, we've made some t-shirts and like, I feel really grateful that, I've been able to sell some artwork and like people have been so supportive during this time. Um, So I'm just super, super grateful for that. But the tattooing side of it is like. No getting around it. mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, when we get, and even like once things start opening up, I think it'll still 
be a while before I get back in there. Um, it's just not really priority right now, unfortunately, but it'll happen one day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what kind of thing, I mean, you mentioned t-shirts there, like what kind of stuff have you been doing to, to stay busy? And also I'd like to find out, cause you talked a bit about like your anxieties, um, about like going out, do those anxieties filter into like other aspects of your life? Like how are you at home? Are you kind of freaking out about like, um, you know, work and, and how that's going and if it will stop or is it more just about the outside world and you're kind of cool in your cocoon? I was like really freaked out at first. Um, I think especially too, cause there was so much information coming in on a daily basis, like reading the news on my phone, I kind of stopped doing that as much because it's like, we've kind of reached this plateau. Like, you know, there's not anything super crazy that's developed. Um, we kind of know what it is now and this has become like, this is life right now. So, like not reading the news has helped um or not as much but i my anxiety kind of went away after the first like 10 days probably um now it's just like you know i'm at home and i'm safe here so i'm kind of okay with that and even when we went out to the grocery store i was like seeing that other people are practicing these things of you know like social distancing and protection whatever that made me feel better um and just trying to stay busy has keeping my mind like occupied helps. Um, but like I said earlier, then Animal Crossing came out and it was like, I don't need anything else. This is pure escapism. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I'm just trying to like figure out kind of what my next step is because, you know, all my major projects for the rest of the year are pretty much canceled. Um, I was supposed to do a show in New York at the end of June and then a show in Denver um, beginning of July and those aren't happening. Um, and just all my other big projects, it's like it's come to a standstill. So that's why I'm like, well, maybe I'll start doing Twitch. Um, that'll be fun because I can stream art on there too. Um, whenever I do my Instagram live videos, where I'm like drawing or something, they do so well. And I think people are just interested to kind of see like your process and just like, it's cool to get to like chat also. Um, because, you know, when you post something on Instagram and even if you comment back to somebody, it's very like minimal. So I really enjoy being able to like actually have conversations with the people that follow me and, you know, kind of get to know them. Um, well, I think that'll be like a good way to do that. Um, I think it'll be really good. And especially for an artist like you, where, you know, your kind of style and vibe, you can see it in your artwork, but it, it's, it's really authentic to like who you are as a person. So I think that when people, do you know what I mean? It's like, there's, there's a whole kind of like, um, there's a whole like package for people to be invested in if they're kind of, you know, you have your look and your look definitely, like I'm right in saying, like relates to the kind of the, the you know, your art, your art style and everything like that, um, you know, and even down to like what you're wearing and stuff. So I imagine that that's going to be really interesting for people to, to get to know you. You've got, I you've got a good personality as well. Thank you. I, I mean, sometimes I question that, but <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Um, even just with like starting this discord and like getting to know the people that 
have been participating in that and like kind of starting this little community. Um, it's been really cool and it's been kind of like keeping me sane and being that like, you know, we can't interact face to face right now. It's nice to still have that communication and feel like we're still able to like be together in some scope. Um, and I'm, and like, just in terms of like humans, just being together. So I think that's kind of my next project. Um, no, I think that's great because as well, I mean, do you know what? It's it's good that you're embracing it or you're in an, in a position to embrace it because just even talking to you there, like there's, there are so many people and I get it. Like if this is, this is your vibe where they just don't really like fuck with games and like, you know, virtual stuff and online, they're just like, it's not for them. So if they are in a similar position to like, you know, us creative people and, and, whether they paint murals or they're tattoo artists and you know if what they usually do gets so limited you know we're running out of choices it's the same with us and sometimes i am like oh god like do, do we really have to go to this platform I, you know i don't yeah. rate this platform work to like get something like that started you know it's a lot of work um i just think for me like it's i, I mean even i can I tell myself like I can never be bored because there's always like some sort of work I should be doing. Um, but that's easier said than done. And like you, I think it's really important to like switch it up and, you know, I've always been really into video games. And so I think being able to have a platform where I can combine like that and then my art and just like the things that I do, combine it together um i think it'll be fun you know we'll see it'll be a challenge but it will be fun it will be fun it will be a challenge but again i think you know what other ways out are there unless things like really quickly turn return to sort of you know some kind of normality which is just not going to happen it's going to be so gradual i mean and i think like talking to my husband we're like I don't think things are really going to get back to normal for probably about a year. Yeah. Really until there's like a vaccine or something. Um, so I just think it's like, you just have to adapt. And, and also right now it's like, I'm trying to do something that's like fun for me. I, I was trying to take commissions and I took on so many and I was like, this is driving me fucking crazy. Like, I'm so grateful that people want my work right now, but it's like having to draw something for someone else, like all the time and having deadlines and stuff right now. I'm just like, it's, it's too much. I'll take like a couple of months and do this and like, just kind of like have it be a little more mellow. Um, I think for my sanity, that's maybe the best plan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, that's kind of like we can relate to that as a company because that's what we've realized too. It's like, yes, a certain like part of this is like reacting to a kind of like this new situation that means there's far less money like floating around. So we are kind of 
in an, in a sense scrambling to like get money in but at the same time as you're saying you've got to remember to do, like in the kind of new confines of, of what you can do you have to remember to try and like be creative you know what i mean and think of kind of new stuff like new passion projects that you are into rather than just thinking like okay what's well, the only way i can make money this let me just do that to death you know you, as you say you're gonna lose your mind totally because i mean and even like like i did one commission and the person was super super nice but the drawing was kind of a little like the subject was a little out of what i normally do but i was like i'll try it you know worst comes to worst i'll just give them their money back if they don't like it and they didn't like it so i had to give them their money back but then afterwards i'm like well i just spent like 19 hours on this drawing that they don't like and i have nothing and i have this drawing that i don't want like you know so <laughs> i think for me trying to like not overdo that is really important because it's so easy to be like well, this is what I can do. Like, I just need to push that. But I think right now, like using this time to kind of think outside the box and figure out a way to like reach more people also, but like make it something that includes everyone and not just like, hey, here's my things, buy them. You know, it's like, I want to kind of, I already have this like little community um, with my following, I feel like. Um, you know, because so many of them have met in person at art shows or just going out and like, so I feel, and even at like secret walls, you know, there's, there's strong community. And so I think finding ways to like include everyone and make it to where you're giving, even if it's just entertainment for someone, um, I think that's kind of important right now, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I do really think that like, you know, these ideas that use kind of Instagram live or Twitch or whatever it might be are the way forward. Cause it's true. It's like when you, you know, you might be the sort of person I'm a bit like that too, even though I feel like in social situations, I'm quite, um, you know, I get stuck in and I'm can be loud and all that. I do have a tendency to be a bit of a hermit as well. And just like, you know, keep a, keep a safe distance just usually. But the difference is, is when, when there isn't a pandemic, it's a choice. And you know that if you want to go out, you can. So you've always kind of got that in the back of your mind. But when that option has literally been taken away from you, I think that anything we can do as artists or anyone can do as people that just have some kind of connectivity to other, to yeah. other people, some kind of community is what's going to like give us that little bit of sanity that we need to kind of like get through it. You know? And I think it's also like, I mean, I've been able to create new friendships with people that otherwise maybe I wouldn't feel like I had the time to really be like reaching out or... Even if they are just little farmyard animals? I mean, those are important friendships. Let me tell you. I'm not hating. I'm, I'm not judging. But it's it's been cool, like, being able to really connect with people that maybe I wouldn't otherwise kind of have the opportunity to or maybe our paths wouldn't cross in quite the same way um so i guess i'm just trying to see like the positive side of all of this it's very easy to get caught up in the craziness and you know just the daily bullshit with it all yeah but 
I think yeah. it's important to just try to look past that if you can, you know. I think you're right. And like, it's such a tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, on one hand, people have rent and bills and, and you've got to live. So the the thought that money might stop coming in is really scary and something that I think a lot of people struggle to kind of put out of their mind. But at the same time, if that consumes you too much, and as we were just talking about, if all you do is react to that idea, which essentially is, I've got to make money, it even kind of, that. I feel like for me, it totally, when I do that, when I get in that like desperate mode, because I totally do, um, my productivity just plummets because this anxiety and this stress is like so overwhelming, you know? Yeah, that's it. You start accepting commissions for stuff you never usually draw and spend 19 hours and it goes wrong. And then they don't even want it. And they don't even want it. But it's true. And that's a great like analogy for it because I think, again, sometimes scrambling around, sometimes desperation does the trick. Like, I'm not denying it. But quite often it doesn't and you end up making the wrong moves anyway. So I think that like, what's awesome about what you're saying, and I completely agree with it, you know, it's like, I wanna do the same thing. I just wanna start playing FIFA, playing a video game, because I'll just enjoy it a little bit, and maybe it'll lead somewhere, you know? If it does, it does. But at least I'm feeling good, I have a, like a nice kind of positive demeanor and energy, you know, I think that's the way to play. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where you find the things that you enjoy doing, and especially with the internet these days, like there's a community for that. And there's a platform most likely to nurture you and to where you can grow and like make something out of it. Um, so take advantage of it, you know, like why not? I mean, I've seen like, like when I was doing research into like, okay, how do I start like streaming? What like, you know, what's the program I need? Like, what are the essentials? Um, you know, you can get as crazy with the technology and you can spend a shitload of money on it. Or you can just like, there are people that just put their iPhones, you know, connect them to the Streamlabs um, OBS program and use that as your webcam. Like you don't even need to go spend like a bunch of money. So I think that there are so many things out there and so many resources for people to tap into that right now it's like just do a little research and like find the things that you like and figure out a way to like do something with it you know yeah, yeah i completely agree with that and we had reaps on uh last the last episode reaps is a is like a beatboxer that's a good friend of sequels but the reason he's relevant is because he's such a big like advocate for technology and like the latest newest greatest thing and using it to your kind of creative advantage and just listening to you there it kind of like it just i, I was just reminded of, of what he said and how i think it's really important like in a time like this to kind of um to do exactly that like use it really really wisely um because now we can't really go out as much i think that we're in a kind of position where even like the inspiration that we get we kind of have to get it through the internet you know so i was just thinking it's probably a good like uh, what i'm going to do is be really kind of careful with how i'm spending my time staring into a screen because if i just do what i usually would do and there is no pandemic and just pointlessly scroll through instagram and point pointlessly scroll through twitter and just stare at a bunch of stupid shit um that will leave less room for for like the good stuff you know that we're talking about so really yeah it's it's pretty interesting too like 
I think there are so many different ways to kind of display your art virtually now. Um, like I made um, an Instagram filter through this program called Spark AR. I made this like a couple months ago, but now I'm like, this is the time I need to be like really working on these. I finally have the time, you know, um, making like gifts for Instagram or, you know, iOS keyboards and like there's so many different ways you can like get your art into the hands of people um it just takes putting in a little work and some research and but a lot of these programs are free which is great so anybody can do it you just have to do it you know yeah we need some um we need some gifts and some filters lily paul can we hit you up for some after yes i would love to to make Awesome. We're going to release a really cool one to, today. Oh, I can say it's Bloonski. Do you know Bloonski, the artist yeah. who? Yeah, right. So um, I love Bloonski's art, but he has just um, made us black and white versions of two of his like most popular Bloon sculptures. So we're going to release them today. So they can be on people's heads. I think I saw Terry actually like post the preview of it or something. Oh, he night. always does that. It's meant to be. It's meant to be exclusive, but he just leaks it because he gets bored sitting there, at, you know, God knows what time, in front of his TV. It was late. I feel like it was late. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. He'll be listening to this when it comes out, being like, "Oh God." Um, <laughs> but look, I wanted to talk about your work a little bit quickly um, because I really, you know, you know, I am. I'm, every time I see you, I'm like, "I love your work. I love your work." I'm a proper little fanboy. Um, but I was reading that you're completely, you're self-taught, right? What, like, so you, did, you didn't go to school or anything, but, like, how did you get into art? Like, what were your influences? How, how did it happen? So I've, I've like, always done art. Um, even when I was a kid, I always knew I wanted to be an artist. But, like, I grew up really poor um, most of my life. My dad wasn't in the picture. So being raised by a single mom, she worked. I mean, there was at one point she had six jobs. Um, so she like worked her ass off to try to take care of my sister and I. And there just wasn't ever. I mean, she there were times where she would like put off paying bills to buy me art supplies. Um, so home. looking back on that, yeah, she's the best. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful for that, but they're just, I didn't really see art being um, kind of a realistic career or something that I could really pursue growing up um, in terms of like money. So I kind of, I went back and forth with like, what do I want to do, you know? Um, so high school was really rough for me. I went to six, six or seven different schools. I don't even remember. I ended up just dropping out and getting my GED because I just could not handle it. Why um, did you go to six or seven? Were you moving around or getting chucked out? We, we moved a little bit. Um, so I only spent like two days at Boulder High because I got in a fight with a cheerleader in math class my first day. <laughs> um, she was like talking shit and I was just like, do something you know but that, that sounds like classic that classic lily pool right there I you mean, versus a cheerleader you couldn't write that i well and it's funny because i'm like i'm i don't i don't want to fight people i'm not that type of person but i also felt very much like 
I don't want to say prison mentality, but it's like, okay, this is the first day of high school. Like I have to like set, set the standard for like, don't mess with me. But it was a really bad move. Um, the next day, her boyfriend, who was like a head football, whatever, um, him and a bunch of his friends tried to throw me in the creek behind the school and they threw eggs at me and like, it was really bad. So I only went there for two days. Um, but high school, I mean, I was bullied all through high school. So it was just really tough. Um, so the moment I was like, mom, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't have to, um, I bounced. So with just having a GED, I was like, well, art school is like, I can kiss that goodbye. That's not going to happen. Um, and there was just never money for it really. So I met my husband when I was 18. I was still in school at this point. Um, and then I think I was like just on the tail end of dropping out. Um, about a year later, we moved to LA and um, I just got like a regular job and I was like, well, this is, you know, where I want to be. He was starting his like tattoo journey and um, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, but all through this time, I've always been like drawing and making art. And eventually I started an Etsy shop and I was just like selling kind of some of the like art and the stuff that I was making. And really quickly it like grew and I was able to quit my job and just kind of focus on that. And so that was maybe six or seven years ago. And so as I was doing that, it was like, I was starting to kind of figure out my style and kind of like, oh, this is something I can do. Like, you know, and, and I was starting to explore like going to art school because, um, you know, once you're an adult and you have a little more control over like your own finances and things like that, it was like, well, maybe this is something I need to do. Like if I'm going to take this seriously, but at that point I was already kind of doing it. And so I've just kind of figured everything out on my own. Um, and also like through having friends, like other art friends, you know, you learn so much from them. Um, and maybe not even just like technique, but like resources on just how to navigate through the art world. Um, so yeah, here I am still kind of doing it. <laughs> well, still, still killing it. What was your style like when you started that, um, Etsy shop? Cause obviously you're, you know, to me, you, you got such a, like, you know, you can recognize your work like a, a mile off. What was it? <laughs> It was terrible. I don't know how anybody liked it. Um, I won't even show examples. It was so bad. Um, but it was something to where I always was like unsatisfied with what I was making. Um, you know, and, and seeing all of these other artists, like I always wanted to get into doing street art, even when I was like young, like yeah. I had a friend, it was like my mom's friend who um, was a street artist and I was like 12 and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever, you know? And it's cool. Um, his name's Scott LaFaver. He's in Denver, Colorado. And he's like 
Phil, one of my really good friends. Um, and so it's, it's been really cool, like getting to kind of get into that world. And obviously working with you guys has like really pointed me in the direction of that. Um, so it's cool, like being a little older and being able to accomplish things that I wanted to do, but never really thought were possible. And just realizing too, it like, it doesn't really matter where you come from or what resources you have or don't have. Um, I think it's still really important to put yourself into what you love doing and what you want to do. And, you know, you just work hard and you make it happen. Yeah, no, I agree. There's so many examples. I mean, it sounds like that's kind of what you did. You know, you just, you didn't, you didn't go to school and study it. You know, it wasn't that premeditated. Like, okay, here's my plan of attack to make money out of uh, art. You just did it and it kind of snowballed. And I think that's what often, there's so many stories. It doesn't matter whether it's art or, or anything else. There's so many stories of that just happening from someone's passion, you know? And yeah. I, I'm, that's something that I'm always banging the drum on that, you know, that that's the main ingredient. Um, We're doing it for money. Like, you know, because I, I get a lot of messages from, like, kind of people that are trying to get into the field and, like, something either they love doing or they think that they're going to make money doing it. And, like, if you think that you're going to make money doing this, it's probably the wrong career for you. If you survive off of, like, self-loathing self and, you know, frustration, you got this. Because <laughs> it's, like... I mean, I think with a lot of careers, it's like that. But even right now, like, you know, anyone that's a freelancer, like, there's no protection for us. Like, there's no unemployment. There's there's no kind of backup plan. And so I think in order to do it and be successful, you just have to really love it. And, you know, it definitely comes with its hardships, um, you know, and, and financially, it's very inconsistent but you figure out ways to make it work for you and you know you just have to work really hard but if you love it it's worth it yeah no i agree and i mean you know yeah that's the thing isn't it you're obviously just um you're so responsible for for making your money your own output you know because if you've got a job maybe not right now but if you've got a job you can coast along a little bit you know you, you might have points in time where you're not really feeling it that much but you're still getting paid you know but if that happens when you're freelance if you're not really feeling it you you know work dries up yeah and it's it's really all up to you it's it's like a constant hustle um so i think for people looking to explore that as a career you have to really decide if that's something that you want um you know, and even right now, it's like all of my art shows for the rest of the year have been canceled. So that's that's done. So it's like you have to figure out ways to just constantly keep evolving and working with what, you know, the cards you're kind of given to still get yourself out there and still provide something for other people and, you know, make ends meet and everything. So it's I, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything else yeah know? well look all, all of the art shows might be cancelled but not the Animal Crossing it's super exclusive um it's gonna I think it'll be cool I it mean it will be cool you should have a private view 
can you do that in Animal Crossing? We have like a little private view. Only a few people can come in. And can I be invited? Absolutely. Because so what, what I'll probably do with it is stream it. So like everyone can watch. Um, because it kind of wouldn't be much of a point if it's just like, hey, just my three friends get to see this. Um, but what I can do in game is like send a code. And if you connect to the internet through the game with that code, you can like come to my island and like explore and whatever. Um, so I want to start working on that and just kind of like have it be like an event. I think it'd be cool. It will be cool. I seriously want to come, but I've just, I just, again, I keep saying I'm going to come, but I don't have a bloody, <laughs> what is it on? A, a, a Switch. I was going to say a Twitch, Nintendo <laughs> Twitch. I'm getting old, Natasha. Um, yeah, but amazing. I'm all for it, seriously. And like, we're going to do the same thing. And I think, you know, I know you're not a massive fan of Travis Scott, but just um, objectively. I, I just, I don't play Fortnite. So I'm like, mm. oh, okay. It was more Fortnite than the genre of music. I, I watched my husband try to play it one time and I was like, this is too much. It's insane. I don't understand it. Like, yeah, it is insane. I, I haven't even it. played it, but it looks bloody insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but look, so just going back to your work a little bit, because I wanted to find a little bit more out about um, your influences. Like you're strongly influenced by your cultural back cultural background. But I just wanted to know, like, what is your cultural background and how does it play a part uh, and inspire, like, what you do? Definitely. So I, it's something that, um, is, so my dad is Mexican-American, my mom is white, um, so I'm, I'm half. But, and then there's a bunch of other things, like I did a DNA test and I found out there's, like, on my dad's side, there's, like, Middle Eastern, African, like, all these different things, but... That's a whole nother story. So, but I, I mean, I grew up identifying as Chicana, um, you know, which is a term for Mexican-American. And growing up, like when I went to school, my sister and I were the only Mexican girls at my school. So that was rough sometimes. That, um, that was in uh, Denver. Well, we went to elementary, middle school in Boulder. Boulder, yeah. Um, and so we went to like a really small school, like I think in, there were 30 kids per grade and it was K through eight. So it was small. It was really small. I think there was like 300 kids or something. Um, but so like getting picked on for that was hard. And I think growing up, I always felt like, you know, when I'm around my family and I'm, you know, around like the positive side of it it's something I feel so proud about but when I'm at school or like being picked on by people it was something that like I had this sense of like shame um so be like being an adult I've been able to really like put that aside and be able to kind of embrace it more and like be proud about it and especially like living in California there's so much um I mean, the culture is such, so rich out here and people are super proud. And so it's really inspiring and like kind of um, it's empowering, you know. And so I think in Chicano culture there, just in terms of the artwork, there is so many like iconic images that have been like redone and, you know, reused over and over again. 
that you see it and you know what it is, even if it's like a totally different version. Um, so that's something that I really like to incorporate in my work um, just because it's imagery that I grew up with and I always grew up thinking like, oh, this is so cool. Like, you know, I love this, you know, like smile now, cry later, like these different things to where it's like, it's an image, but it's also like, it has so much meaning and like history behind it. Um, so trying to kind of like incorporate that but make it my own has always been something that's been really fun for me. Um, like even right now, I've been drawing like all these little kind of like homey-esque characters. Like, do you remember the little, I don't know if you, I don't know if you would remember them, I guess. Um, Why is that? Well, cause you're not from, you weren't living in LA and like- Oh, right, that's fine. I thought it was gonna be cause I'm too old. No, yeah, that's no, fine. No. Um, but like, so, in the states in the 90s and 2000s we had these little dolls that you'd get in vending machines called homies and they were like neighborhood characters um and so i've been doing like a lot of work that's inspired by those but mixing it with like the animal crossing characters or like these cuter kind of images um and just kind of like taking all of my interests and combining it into imagery is something that I really enjoy because like I think like most people who are creatives you get inspiration from so many different places and like that's my least favorite question is when people are like what inspires you because I'm like oh you really want me to pull out the list because it's like this long you know so just trying to take the things that do inspire me and combine them and make something new out of it I guess is kind of become my style yeah and what about the because you know when you you often draw like a lot of your characters female characters all kind of look female to me um but they look like they are alien is that just because that looks fucking cool which it does or is there more I, meaning behind that well so i think for me um the way i draw female characters the only male characters I really draw are like little animals and stuff. Um, <laughs> just because I suck at drawing male faces. Um, but I've always been drawn to making images of women. Um, you know, I was raised primarily by women. And it's just something that's always kind of like inspired me is like other visuals of females. Um, and I like them to have this kind of like unearthly quality on purpose because I think I want people to be able to look at them and relate to them but I also want it to be something that is kind of like otherworldly um so like having eyes that are like a little further apart and like just these different features that make them look similar to humans but not quite human um or I always think of them as like fairies did so, did I I'm probably going to butcher this, but I think I remember reading something to do with like how you thought of your name. And it was like, and I might be merging two different things, so I apologize if I do, because it did seem like, you, was it a bit of writing? And it was quite heavy, actually, like the, 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 the meaning behind your name. Is that right? But it was something to do with fairies and yeah. am I right? Well, um, I can tell the story. So when I was, I think I had this dream, I was like 14 because, um, you know, I grew up and my dad wasn't, like, 
really in the picture a whole lot. Um, when he was there, when we were really young, he was abusive and was just, he was a shitty dad, you know? So I always grew up resenting having his last name because it felt like I always had this like connection to this person. I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, and I think too, it's like your last name to some degree, at least for me, it's like, it felt like he still had some sort of ownership over who I was. And I didn't, I just resented that. Um, but so when I was 14, I had this dream where this purple fairy, um, gave me this little like ball of light and said like, here, this is like who you're supposed to be. Um, you know, do with, do with it what you want. And she gave me the name Lilipore. And so when I started doing, and I, I just always like thought it was kind of like, I just liked the name. Um, when she, she like said it, she said it to you. Yeah. In, like in oh, the dream. who you are. Wow. And so, but I never really like thought it was, I mean, I was just like a kid and I'm like, Oh, it's a cool dream. You know, like I wrote it down and I like would draw fairies and stuff, whatever. But then when I started using social media, I didn't want to put like on my Facebook, I didn't want to put my real last name because I hated it. And I also like, didn't really want people to like be able to find me as a kid. Like this is who I am. Like just, to, it's like weird. You know, my mom always tried to instill in me, like, don't let, people on the internet know too much about you, especially when you're underage. So I started using um, Lilipore as my last name. And as I grew into, you know, doing what I do now, I was just like, well, this is like, it's kind of become who I am. Um, and so I just kept using it and it's just who I am. And then this, I mean, this might be a little inappropriate, but I did DMT for the first time. Um, Not inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> um, I did DMT for the first time maybe like six months ago. And it was, it wasn't like this super insane, like, like rocket ship experience you hear about. But for me, it was like everything went black and we were like playing music, but the music changed and sounded like this, it sounded like something I can't even describe it. It was like very alien. Yeah, set the scene though. So what like who was with you? Like what was what time was it? Like what was the kind of like um So it was um my husband and then our friend Bill and I. We were just at our house, like on our couch. Um and we each took turns. They did it first and I did it last. Or maybe I don't know. Order doesn't matter. But so um you know, we, we took turns doing it just to make sure the other person is like, okay and chill. Yeah. You don't want three people just <laughs> going into the vortex no. at the same time. You wake <laughs> up and just everything's been thrown out the window. Totally. And they've done it before. So I was like, I've always wanted to try it, but like, I'm not, I never wanted to like seek it out. It was just like, if it happened, it happened. And that's when you're supposed to do it. That's kind of my feeling. Um, so I just, did it and I closed my eyes and it was like everything was black but then I was walking and like opened up these curtains and I walked into this purple forest and it was like it's I sound like an idiot trying to describe it because it's nothing like like you just can't accurately describe it but everything was like so incredibly real and I walked into this like fairy circle kind of and they're all like dancing 
And then they start dancing around me and they were laughing. And I was like a little freaked out at first. I'm like, why are they laughing at me? Like, you know, when you're too stoned and you feel like people are laughing at you, that's what it felt like. I was like, this is uncomfortable and weird. But then they were singing this song and I somehow understood that it was like, they were trying to teach me the language of love and like compassion. And when they were laughing, I kind of finally got the message that like, you know, don't take things so seriously. Like don't take life and all of this so seriously. There's so much more out there and you know, you're doing like what you're supposed to be doing and we're here with you. Um, and so we just like laughed and danced and then it just all kind of faded away. So it was interesting. Cause like, I mean, I feel like it, a little embarrassed telling that, but to me, what I got from it was just like, it was the same beings that um, gave me my name. Yeah. And so it felt almost kind of like this little touch of like, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And like, you know, so it was, it was cool. Well, don't be embarrassed firstly, cause I think that's a sick story. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I also think it's really beautiful and the way that it relates back to the dream and even your artwork, like that's crazy, isn't it? How, how authentic are you that even when you um, dream and like trip balls, it's the purple people from your artwork, you know? Totally. Well, and that, cause I started doing like the, the purple, I started drawing the purple ladies like a couple years ago um, and they've kind of evolved since then. Um, but I didn't even really consciously think about like, oh, I'm doing it for this reason. And then when I did DMT, I was like, holy shit, this is why I'm doing this. Like, it's kind of a trip. So, yeah, it's awesome. Um, well, look, leading on from that, I mean, you were talking about how, you know, being raised um, by your mum. And I am just interested in like your experience and perspective as a successful female artist, because clearly, you know, a lot of your character or pretty much all of your characters are kind of women. And I definitely get this kind of empowered sense um, from your artwork. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. We had Nina on. She was our first guest and we touched a little bit on kind of like just inequality in general, but inequality in art. And I just, yeah, wanted to to get your kind of uh, perspective on it. Yeah, I mean, our world is interesting. I feel really lucky because I don't really feel like I've had many experiences where I've been pushed out or been made to feel less than like a male artist. Um, but I think also my work really kind of like, I would like to think it demands more than that. Um, or lets people know right off the bat, like if this is what it is, like don't include me. Um, so I feel really lucky. Like I, I really haven't had to experience that much. Um, once in a while, someone will make a comment, but I don't really give a shit anyways. Um, you know, you can't let that stuff bother you. Um, it's been, I guess the work I try to create, I always have, you know, women in mind and I kind of like to think of my work as like escapism or a fantasy to where it's like I've created this world to where you know these issues 
aren't really issues and people can just exist and be whoever they want to be. And, you know, I hope that people can find the character of mine and relate to that and feel like it's empowering and like, oh, this is cool. Like, I love this. Um, you know, it makes me feel proud to be who I am. And so I, it's, I don't know, being in the art world is interesting, like, because I have heard some crazy horror stories about other females being treated badly, you know, even as far as like being assaulted physically in order to like, like, you know, from someone that's a curator or another artist that is, you know, higher up in the ranks or whatever you may want to call it or more established maybe. Um, and I, I feel really lucky that I haven't had to really deal with any of that, but I also, you know, I've had my own struggles in the past, but I definitely just, I want to make art that makes people feel good regardless of, you know, gender or race. And I think that for me, I look around and it's not that I, like, I'm not trying to be um, a role model by any means, but I look around and I see, like, in the media, like, who girls in particular have to look up to, and I'm like, it's trash, a lot of it, you know, where a lot of these people I don't really think are, like, necessarily good role models, or they're not, they're not empowering young girls to, you know, do what they love or get their education and be strong, you know? And so I just always try to keep that in mind and be thoughtful of like, what, even just who, who am I? I know that there are people watching and people are going to be, um, I don't know, maybe not inspired by, but I think people, if they are into like a person, it's like, oh, I really like that. I really like that quality. I just try to keep that in mind that like there are people watching and it's important to just be my authentic self and also empower other people to just do what they love and, um, you know, work hard, be a good person. And I think especially for young girls, it's important to me to push those things. So... I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, it does. Um, and I mean, one thing that I love about your work as well, and, you know, as a man, um, is that, and there's a few artists, like a few of my favorite female artists that also happen to kind of predominantly, like, create, um, like, work that features a kind of female form and the female image. Um, what I really enjoy or really take is yes this kind of like confidence and power but it's also combined with like a just kind of underlying like nurturing compassionate vibe which i think is really like important you know and obviously like it's a big downfall of the kind of like masculinity that that's the part that's often lost so that's what i really enjoy like Kristen lu wong or robin eisenberg and your art you're looking at these images that are undoubtedly like really powerful and just you know not even powerful in a kind of like um 
you know, powerful equal to, to kind of like a violent male image. Like a lot of Kristen Lou Wong stuff is re like really out there. But yeah, amazing. But same with yours. It's like you're getting this confidence, but I love the way that they're still, I just still, you know, get this kind of like compassion, nurturing. Like it's a good kind of power. Do you know what I mean? It's like a... I think that's the thing with power is, you know, it's, there's like a heavy responsibility that comes with it. And I mean not to get into politics, but you see like, you see what people in power do and the influence they have over people. And I just think it's really important to kind of spread this message of compassion and like, you know, maybe not even through, like, I, I think sometimes my work doesn't obviously have these messages of like, oh, this is what's going on or this is what's going on. But I feel like if you can like look at my work and then talk to me it hopefully translates yeah um, so yeah no, it does and what you're saying as well and again we won't you know we don't need to go too political but it is so true it's like even now uh you know the power like it seems like some of or the majority of the most powerful positions are dominated by a kind of shitty power <laughs> You know, that just is really self-serving, lacks compassion. You know, I mean, even right now, like, just looking at what's going on and, like, I know there are so many people that are struggling. Um, and it's it's really awful to just see, see that and see people suffering. Um and at the same time, it's like you look at the people in power and they're still golfing and they're still talking about things that don't really matter um, instead of trying to like bring people together. And, you know, our country's like so divided. And I think just through my work, like I want to create this feeling of like community and that everyone is like welcome and, you know, it's important to work together and support each other and just be good to each other. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know what? I'd much rather see the purple fairies be in power than the lot we've got at the minute. They'd be pretty sick. They'd be really sick. They'd do a much better job. They'd be bloody brilliant. But it's true. There's no reason why, uh, you know, there's no reason why um, you can't be compassionate, nurturing, apathetic, you know, all these things and powerful. Um, but look, anything to me, it's like more powerful. I think, yeah, I think that's almost like a sign of weakness if you're focused on the other spectrum, you know. I agree. No, you are. You're completely right on that. Um, but look, before we wrap this up, is there any like burning desire or something you just got to get off your chest? Um, if not, then we definitely need your um, Twitch username and your, your Animal Crossing username. I was going to ask you for your IG, but it's not really important in 2020. It's old, old stuff. Nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, I'm just like always super grateful to work with you guys. And, you know, every chance I get, I'm always like secret walls because you guys have done so much for me. And, you know, through doing secret walls I feel like it really was like this catalyst for what I'm doing now and I've just always felt very like nurtured and empowered and like I have 
his support team behind me and I just appreciate you guys. Oh, well, that's great. And look, you know, that's reciprocated. We love your work. We think you're dope. Um, so, you know, I can't wait to st let, let's try and get some stuff popping off, you know, now <laughs> while we're in lockdown. There was an animal crossing. I'm serious. I'm in like, I'm totally in. I think that the, these are the worlds I want to live in now. FIFA 20, animal crossing, maybe even a bit of GTA five. Yeah. Do it all. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, look, thanks so much for um, jumping on the podcast. And um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll give you a shout afterwards and we'll sort out those GIFs and filters. Yes, let's make it happen. Cool. All right, well, thank All right. you. Speak soon.